Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code FANTASYFEAST to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, presented, of course, by DraftKings. Love those dudes. Love this show. It's the show that's so nice, we do it twice, each and every week here, as part of the DraftKings Network. By the way, shout out to all the people now watching us on Roku, or Zumo, or Samsung TV+. Plus. Obviously, we know a lot of you have been watching us for a while over at YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. During this season, we get to as many games as we can in episode one. We try to keep the episodes about 25 minutes in length, your average commute time, your average workout time, and then we do the rest of the games here in episode number two. By we, I mean primarily he, Joe Dolan. He's a superstar over at FantasyPoints.com where you need to use the code 23FEAST to get the greatest fantasy content that I'm aware of in the industry, fantasypoints.com, use the code 23FEAST, even just, what do you guys call it, fantasy points data, Joe, what do you call it? Fantasy points, the fantasy points data suite, which is uh, what powers my research each and every week, Ross. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. And I'm constantly taking notes on the stuff Joe says. Go to fantasypoints.com, use the code 23FEAST. He is at FG underscore Dolan. On social media, make sure you follow him. He's got the good stuff that you need to win your leagues. And then I'm at Ross Tucker NFL pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, what did I miss? TikTok, if you're on that. And then at Ross Tucker Pod is the handle for all the, the network shows, which I know a lot of you like because then you know when the show's been posted and you know the highlight clips, the best of the best from each show. Speaking of best of the best, Joe, let's dive into 
some of these late games now. We'll start with the Steelers at the Rams. There's a couple of things to note at this game, literally, as uh, we came on air here to record the, pro- the, the program. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, and this is a massive bummer, um, reports that Kyron Williams, the Rams running back, is expected to miss multiple games, but should be back at the latest after the Week 10 bye. This is per a source of Jeremy Fowler. He suffered an ankle sprain late in that game against the, the Cardinals on, on, sun, uh, on last Sunday, and that sucks because that game was out of reach. Kyron Williams has been handling an absolutely titanic workload. Um, basically, the only running back who is even playing in that backfield. Um, and now, Ronnie Rivers got hurt in that game as well. So now you have a backfield that has Zach Evans, uh, Royce Freeman. Uh, they signed Miles Gaskin to their active roster. They signed former... Uh, the former Ram, Daryl Henderson, to their practice squad. And asking me what I should do in this backfield, I really don't have a clue. I would say the best option is is Zach Evans. But I also said last week when we were talking about the Cardinals that I thought Amari DiMercato was the best option in the backfield because he was the guy who was playing behind James Conner. And it turns out when the Cardinals had a week to prepare, they decided they're going to sign Damian Williams and make him the guy and give Keontae Ingram the ball after two weeks being injured. So really, it's anyone's guess. I think Zach Evans is the best option here, uh, but be prepared to pivot away from that. Um, Kyron Williams could miss through the Week 10 bye per Jeremy Fowler, which would mean he misses three games. He will be back. It's not a season-ending injury, but the Rams are going to have to figure something out in this backfield. Zach Evans is my best guess, but as we've seen with other teams, when they have a week to prepare for an injury, they can do unexpected things. And Sean McVay is notoriously fickle with his running backs. Um, they make a mistake. They miss a hole. They miss a pass protection option. He'll go to somebody else. Um, we've seen it with, with Daryl Henderson. We've seen it with Cam Akers. These guys find their way into the doghouse very quickly. Kyron Williams was a guy Sean McVay was not doghousing at all. He loved Kyron Williams. And unfortunately, Kyron Williams is going to miss some time. What about the receivers there, Joe? Is there any certain to get nervous about Puka Nakua at all? Not at all. Not at all. Um, seven targets on 24 Matthew Stafford pass attempts. I'm not nervous about Puka Nakua. Is he, is he as good a fantasy option as Cooper Cup? No, he's not. But you play him every week. I'm not at all nervous about him. Uh, I, I would think if anybody's overreacting to Nakua's 26 yards last week, go throw out a trade offer because I want Puka Nakua on my team. What about the Steelers on the other side? So the key for the Steelers is let's see what happens over there by, um, I, I know, I, I think you might've seen the, the little mini controversy, um, that apparently Kenny Pickett audible to that deep shot to George Pickens that won them the game against the Ravens in week five. And that's why Matt Canada wasn't celebrating because it wasn't the play, uh, that was called. We'll see if, uh, those two get on the same page this week after the bye. Um, the big news for the Steelers and certainly somebody to look to see if he's on your waiver wire. He probably isn't because he was eligible to be put on IR. Go see if Deontay Johnson's out there. Deontay Johnson's going to be back this week. Um, and I think he's immediately a wide receiver three option. The last time we saw him in week one, um, and, and of course this is the problem with the Steeler offense, 
Deontay Johnson was running wide-ass open consistently against the 49ers, and Kenny Pickett kept missing him. He should have had 100 yards and a touchdown in the first half of that game before he got injured. But he will be back uh, in this game uh, in week number seven, and Deontay Johnson is instantly a wide receiver three option for the Pittsburgh Steelers. What are you doing at running back right now with them? Um, I think, like, I think they ideally want to give the ball to Najee. But I, he's not explosive. And Jalen Warren's the better player in the passing game. I think they're both running back three flex options. And Warren might be the better option in PPR leagues. Because, you know, when Najee Harris came into the league, and one of the reasons he was so good was he was getting checkdowns. That's not happening uh, right now for, for Najee Harris. The next game up, Joe, is the Arizona Cardinals, who are kind of starting to fade a little bit. Yes, they are. Um, at the Seattle Seahawks, who, boy, they really blew that one. I mean, they were the better team mm-hmm. against the Bengals. They should have won that game. Just out of curiosity, Joe, because I went on Tuesday night to the Phillies Diamondbacks game with my daughters, and I looked on the Game Time app, right now you can get into Game 3 of the NLCS on the Game Time app, Phillies at Diamondbacks, for $14. What? $14. Wow. It, I mean, there's lots of tickets in the 14 15 17 $20 range. And here's what's crazy. Because of the Game Time app, you can see the view from your seat before you actually buy it. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. <clears throat> and then, obviously, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. The average fan gets 18% savings with their zone deals. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account and use code FEAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So again, create an account and redeem code FEAST, F-E-A-S-T, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Cardinals Seahawks, Joe. Cardinals, you mentioned they're fading. Um and this backfield with James Conner out last week, um, Amari DiMercato actually led them in snaps, um, but he touched the ball just three times. Um, they bring in Damian Williams off the street, and he gets eight carries. Keontae Ingram gets ten carries and two catches. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say you can't play any of these guys because six teams are on by. You're going to have to make some tough decisions, but it just kind of feels like Keontae Ingram's the best option. Of course, that means DiMercato is going to come out and be the top guy in this backfield, but you might not just have to guess and cross your fingers in this backfield. You were right, though. This offense and Josh Dobbs starting to fade. Marquise Brown turned 11 targets into just 34 yards last week against the Rams. Trey McBride, though. Not somebody I'm rushing to play this week. Just keep an eye on it. Four catches for 62 yards. He led them in receiving last week uh, against the Rams on five targets. He just gives them a different gear than Zach Ertz gives them. So just keep an eye on Trey McBride as somebody who might emerge at the tight end position going forward. Remember, he was the first tight end drafted last year uh, out of Colorado State. Interesting. So what about people that have Ertz or are thinking about streaming Ertz this week? I mean, you 
he still got five targets last week. He just doesn't give you any juice. And the fact of the matter is, if you're streaming Zach Ertz, you need you need target domination because Zach Ertz is not the kind of tight end like say a Mark Andrews who can catch a 45 yard pass and take it to the house. That's not Zach Ertz. He needs six tar- six catches here. Five catches there. He needs a short touchdown to come through. So Zach Ertz's appeal as a streaming option is really starting to wane with the emergence of Trey McBride. What about Seattle? They're one of those red zone teams, Joe. We talked about a lot in episode number one. Well, you said they were the better team um, against against the the Bengals last week, and they turned the ball over. They had some turnovers. Even though I thought Geno played pretty freaking well in that game, they had a couple of turnovers and couldn't put the ball in the end zone. Um, but the Seahawks are a narrow fantasy team, Ross. I love them. You play Ken Walker every week. Zach Charbonnet has been essentially a non-factor, just four touches this past week. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf were targeted on 18 of Geno Smith's 41 throws last week against Cincinnati. I think Geno Smith is a strong streaming option against this Arizona defense um, if, if you need him with six teams on by. And although I don't think he's a fantasy option yet, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Four catches for 48 yards. I'd be willing to pick him up off the waiver wire if a disappointed manager dropped him earlier this season. It, the, the the Kenneth Walker thing's interesting to me. He was another. Um, yeah, he's got some serious juice, man. Yeah, and and the thing that I think scared me off of him. Well, I know what scared me off of him because when they drafted Zach Charbonnet, I made a noise that cannot be replicated. Uh, even if I tried, and it was a it was a combination of surprise, anguish, pain, madness when they drafted him because Ken Walker was one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL last year, and they drafted Charbonnet in the second round. And my guess was Pete Carroll was like, "Oh God, Ken Walker, I love him, but he's a freestyler. You know, sometimes he doesn't get get sometimes he gets way more than what's blocked." Often, other times, he gets way less than what's blocked. And Charbonnet is a guy who goes forward. But just like the Tank Bigsby thing with Jacksonville, that day two running back, that guy has become a non-factor in the backfield. And really, Ken Walker and Travis Etienne are performing as the late first, early second round picks that they would have been had those draft picks never been made in the first place. Before we move on to the next game, Packers, Broncos, I just want to make sure everyone knows, if you're feeling good about your fantasy draft picks, but not sure what to eat, make it easy on yourself. Order in on DoorDash. Now you can root for your squad while your food and drinks are on the way. Yeah, that means burgers, chips, dips, soda, pizza, wings, so much more delivered straight to your door. And you know what I like to do? Wash them down with some Labatt Blue Lights. Absolutely delicious Yes, I had some before the Phillies game. Yes, I'll have some tonight watching the Phillies game on television with my friends, living life to the power of we, always enjoying it responsibly, of course, beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Joe, let's get to it now. Packers coming off of a bye against the Denver Broncos. Well, um, a lot of the Packers and Packers fans had a lot of uh, time to reflect on Jordan Love's performance against the Raiders last Monday night, Uh, 182 yards and three interceptions. 
I, I told you I've seen I liked a lot of what I've seen from Jordan Love, but his propensity to turn the ball over is is concerning. That being said, I would anticipate a strong bounce back for Jordan Love. Um, he's the quarterback seven on the the DFS DraftKings main slate this week in terms of fantasy points per game, and he's got the best matchup you can possibly have. Our guy Jake Tribby at FantasyPoints.com notes, the Broncos are the league's single softest schedule-adjusted matchup for opposing quarterbacks through the air. And then, of course, Christian Watson's getting healthier. He had another week um, to get healthy from that hamstring injury. Aaron Jones is expected to play this week. So Jordan Love, I would anticipate, is a strong bounce-back option this week for the Green Bay Packers as they take on this abominable Denver Broncos defense. What do you make of the Packers signing James Robinson, Joe? James Robinson was toast last year. I just think they want a little bit extra depth um, in the event that Aaron Jones is injured. Aaron Jones is 28 years old. In the event that his injury gets aggravated again, it it doesn't really move the needle for me at all. Um, I, I think they just wanted a little bit extra depth. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was something yep. to be concerned about. The Broncos, by the way, we talked about this on Wednesday's Ross Tucker football podcast. I bet you they end up trading one of these receivers. If not both of them. Whether it's Sutton or Judy. So I guess I'm curious how that affects what happens in this upcoming game. Yeah. The, uh, my guess is if, if if Jerry Judy enters free agency, Steve he's not going to hire Steve Smith as his agent would be my guess. Uh, that was a pretty brutal uh, teardown from, uh, from Steve Smith on Thursday night. And then Jerry Judy comes out and puts up three catches for 14 yards. Uh, Russell Wilson. Did not have a good game. Those receivers couldn't get open against the Chiefs. Javante Williams continues to look good. Javante is kind of like a flex option. Jaleel McLaughlin's a flex option in this backfield. I really don't want anything to do with anybody else here, though. I mean, I guess you play Cortland Sutton and hope that he scores a touchdown. It's the one thing he has been doing well this year. But this Bronco offense, it Ross, it seems like we're seeing the last days of Russell Wilson as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I, I, I just, I, like, I I think the full-on teardown is coming. They traded so much draft capital for Wilson and Sean Payton, they have got to reaccumulate some of that. I think you're 100% right. I think a lot of these players are getting moved, and I wouldn't be stunned if Denver tries to essentially blow it up to go get one of the top quarterbacks in this draft class. Um. I totally agree. And I, it, it feels like Russell's playing okay. You don't he, think he, it is. anybody will ever uh, give him another chance? I mean, somebody might. But the thing is, is like, you know, we, we, we hear Marshawn Lynch is going on podcasts talking trash on him. You know, that, very fair. Like, he's not insulting the person. He's just like, the guy's not a very good teammate, essentially. And, you know, as we saw with somebody like Carson Wentz, a lot of that stuff at the quarterback position outweighs whether or not he's technically a better option than some of the guys in the league. You can't tell me Carson Wentz isn't one of the best 64 quarterbacks on planet Earth to get at least a decent backup job. But if there's a bad locker room influence at that position, teams just rather would rather just not deal with it. And right now, there's a, there is a cloud around Russell Wilson. Let's talk Chargers-Chiefs Sunday, 425 p.m. Eastern time. 
Not impressed with the Chargers the other night against the Cowboys offensively. No, Justin Herbert missing throws all over the field. He came out and said, I, I played a terrible game. I would anticipate Justin Herbert bouncing back, but the thing that's that's curious here for me is the Chiefs are kind of winning with their defense right now. 19 points against that Broncos defense? Are you kidding me? Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice is emerging for, for the Chiefs. They're finally getting one of those receivers to emerge, but their wide receivers are not good. Sky Moore, pfft, forget about it. Kadarius Toney, he scored a touchdown, but he had nine yards on six targets. The Chiefs right now are Mahomes, Kelsey, and Pacheco. That's what their offense is. And it's not and do I think they'll figure it out? I do. I think Rasheed Rice is an emerging player, but this is not a team that is winning with the offense that you anticipated. So I'm really fascinated to see. If Justin Herbert's able to bounce back in this game, the Chiefs are gonna need to score. And they haven't really shown the ability to score in bunches that we're used to seeing from the Chiefs. And then what else do we need to know about this game, Joe? Well, the Chargers right now are a three-man. Well, I think you can play Josh Palmer because Quentin Johnston coming out of uh, – Quentin Johnston, a zero, you know, coming out of the bye. He puts up a goose egg on two targets. Um Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert, Josh Palmer, and Austin Eckler. That's what you need to know about, about the Chargers. Palmer's, I mean, Eckler, Herbert, and and Allen are must-starts, and Palmer's a guy you could probably start as a wide receiver three the rest of the season, unless Quentin Johnston does emerge at some point. Any concern about Herbert or not really? Uh, he had a bad game. Um, he also had a great game before the bye, so no, I, I think he'll bounce back. Let's get to Sunday night football. This is a juicy matchup. Five and one Dolphins mm-hmm. at the five and one Philadelphia Eagles. Dolphins have obviously been a machine. Eagles do have a good defense, Joe. Can they slow them down? Well, the problem is um, for the Eagles is the injuries on the defensive side. Now, we're recording this on Wednesday, and as of now, we have not seen the Eagles practice reports. But remember, Jalen Carter and Darius Slay did not play against the Jets last week. Um, defense is not the reason they lost that game, by the way. Um, I wonder how much that, that turf at MetLife Stadium had had come into their decision-making process with Jalen Carter and Darius Slay. Um, but the Eagles this week, they signed um, Josiah Scott, who, used to, who played for them last year off the Steelers practice squad because they are having trouble covering the slot, and they know they put Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in the slot. You need to defend the slot against the Dolphins. Um, and the, the thing about the Eagles is Tua is maybe the single most press pressure sensitive quarterback in the NFL. Uh, if he's not pressured and he can get to his first read, the guy's, the guy's going to pick you apart. If you pressure him and he can't get to his first read, you're going to have an opportunity to get Tua to turn the ball over in this game. And that's what the Eagles need to do. They need to focus on pressure. Um, and that's not. That's not breaking any ground here, but the Eagles' defensive injuries and their ability to get pressure are going to define this game. On the flip side, um, we're going to learn a lot about the Eagles this week because I don't think there is a single player on offense, including the kicker, who could look in the mirror after last week's game and say, you know what, I did my job. A.J. Brown? Well, that's about it, yeah. A.J. Brown did his (laughs) job, yeah. But, like, still, like, Devontae Smith – When's the last time you saw Devontae Smith drop a pass? He had two awful ones against the Jets. 
Um, that disgustingly bad decision by the coaches to throw the ball on third and nine without, you know, I love teams being aggressive, but know the situation. The Jets had no timeouts left, right? Zach Wilson, they hadn't been able to move the ball all day. Punt the football. Run the ball and punt the football. They have a, they have, they would have 55 seconds to go 60 yards to get a field goal attempt. You know, just really bad all around. Terrible decision by Jalen Hurts to throw that ball. Terrible throw by Jalen Hurts. Dallas Goddard drops a pass that leads to an interception. DeAndre Swift fumbles, you know, as they're going in for a potential score before halftime. Just a bad all-around game. Um, But obviously for the Eagles offense, Lane Johnson, um, we'll see if he plays this week. Apparently they got better news than they thought. But Jack Driscoll, the right tackle, was a pylon against the Jets. He gave up eight pressures uh, in that game, and and uh, and he... didn't even play the first drive. So um, that would be a very exploitable matchup for the Dolphins. I think we're going to learn a lot about the Eagles offense this week. And and from a fantasy perspective, these are basically two teams who you just play all the guys. Like you're not sitting any of your guys. It's just a much more interesting football matchup uh, after last week. Finally, Joe, Monday Night Football, the Niners and the Vikings. Niners got a lot of injury issues we need to stay on top of. You know like you know how the discussion is, Ross. Um, there's no middle ground. Um, there's two factions. Brock Purdy's an MVP candidate. Brock Purdy's a complete system quarterback. The first five weeks of the season, the people who thought Brock Purdy was an MVP candidate got their ammunition. After Brock Purdy loses Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel – uh, against against the Browns last week, the people who think he's a complete system quarterback got their ammunition. The answer is somewhere in the middle, but obviously we have the injuries to McCaffrey and Debo uh, to watch this week. Neither is serious, but we do have to watch. And the, the problem is this game's on Monday night. So if either of them are a game-time decision, you're going to have some tough lineup calls to make. Uh, Jordan Mason is my favorite guy behind Christian McCaffrey, by the way. And on the Vikings side, good to see at the very least Alexander Madison basically took over the backfield. Uh, Cam Akers, uh, I believe, only had two touches last week. Madison's still not going very far. But uh, at the very least, the Vikings gave him the ball quite a bit uh, against the Bears last week. He had 25 opportunities to just two for Cam Akers. Vikings, by the way, another interesting team to watch with the trade deadline coming up. Talked about that with Jordan Schultz on Wednesday's Ross Tucker football podcast, maybe even KJ Osborne could go somewhere else. Mm. Make sure you're following this man on social. He's a stud at FG underscore Dolan fantasypoints.com. Make sure you use the code 23 feast. I am at Ross Tucker NFL. Love to spread the word winners. We are at Ross Tucker pod. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for tuning in to fantasy feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.